did you notice the new statues? Yeah, and that blessing were, uh, praise God. I, I made them in the garage. Uh, we got sick. You know, it's so funny. Um, Father Leigh and I sat down, I think Monday, and said, okay, for the next couple days, let's pray about the word patience, because that's the theme. Uh, for those of you who have been following along in our Activated Disciple uh, Journal, you know that today, uh, Father Lay and I are preaching on patience. Uh, uh, to quote St. Axel Rose, just a little patience. Uh, but it was so funny because we sat down Monday and I, we were talking about what do we struggle in terms of patience. And I brought up the statues. Uh, I said, I think we ordered them shortly after the Council of Trent. Uh, which took place in 1574. And, uh, and then that was Monday. I think it was Wednesday morning. They called at 8.30. The statues arrived in Mont Morris. And I was at Mont Morris with my truck at 8.32. Uh, I actually traveled back in time. I drove so fast. Uh, and we got these and, and yay. And the other thing I brought up was our baptismal font which has been paid for and designed since, well, three years now. Um, but things just keep going wrong. It's your fault, of course. Couldn't be mine. Uh, no, uh, the companies went out of business. So many companies went out of business when we quarantined. Hey, and uh, it affected all this. Well, we are closer uh, than this week. They told us the bowls are done. Um, and uh, some work was done on it, and we're just that much closer to... Uh, Theoretically, an amazing baptismal font. So I felt like the Lord was showing off a little. Um, that we've been waiting for some time. And uh, we're going to talk about patience. Um, but anyway, all right. So uh, primarily, when we talk about patience, it, it seems to me we need to look at patience with ourselves, patience with other people, and patience with our circumstances. Um, and I'm smiling because I hate this, yeah? Uh, I, I don't like trying to be patient. I'm actually getting good at it, but I don't like it. I don't like having to be patient. Um, and it, it just last week, driving a buddy of mine around, a lot of you saw him, Father Sean, uh, I was explaining to him, we, we drove him down to the cathedral in Detroit, and I says, you know, Padre, uh, you might not know this from driving with me, but in, in the United States, the left lane is for passing, you know, uh, not for going 62 miles an hour in a 75 zone. That's just what everyone's doing today. But the left lane is for passing. And uh, this was um, one of those things where you got to think about patience. How often in our lives does the need for patience come up? And how often do we recognize it in us and either get frustrated at our lack of patience? We get impatient with our impatience, which is just glorious, yeah? There's levels of neuroses there. But we get impatient with ourselves, with others, and with circumstances. Well, what our book tells us, and I love this, that patience is you and I meeting people and circumstances where they are and adapting ourself to them. So 
one of my uh, uncles, does anyone remember the restaurant, the Heritage House in Chesaning? Can I ask? Oh, sweet. Uh, my aunt and uncle owned that, which meant we all worked there. It's the law. Uh, and one of my sisters was in charge of the second floor, all the servers. And um, there was one waitress, she always tells a story, and I love it, who, if you gave her three tables, she crushed it. Yeah, just crushed it. Like tips, uh, everybody at those three tables could not have been happier. And always the comment cards were, this is the greatest waitress, you know, ever. And, um, but then every once in a while, they would assign her four. And, oh my, it, it was a disaster. She'd get panicky uh, and just completely fall apart. And the, the manager kept assigning her four and then saying, well, she's falling apart. And then finally my sister says, I went to the manager, I said, she's a three-table girl. If you give her four, it's awful. If you give her three, we get people who come back. Well, she needs to be a four-table waitress like everyone else. Mm -hmm. She's a three-table waitress. All of us have limitations. In fact, if we think about it, I think we're defined by limitations in, every, in many ways. And we can rage against those, or we can say, I'm going to adapt. I'm going to meet this person or this circumstance where it's at. And in our family, it's honestly become one of those things we sometimes say when we bump into the futility of trying to make someone different than they are. Yeah, she's a three-table girl. Yeah. Patience means we pray through our impatience. Yeah? That our patience means we don't just sit and wait, but we actually pray through the waiting. So again, what does that mean? Well, for me, and I, I've told this story a lot, and so I won't bore you with it again, but the whole phenomena of being in traffic and knowing that so much of this is happening because someone in the left lane decided we needed a funeral procession on I-75, yeah? They're screaming highway to the danger zone at 54 mile an hour. Uh, now, when that happens, we have two choices. One is to endure it joyfully. One is to endure it with rage. Neither of them will make traffic go quicker. One of them will make the waiting more pleasant. Now, I'm going to feel anger. I'm going to feel frustration. I'm going to feel impatience, and so are you. But we can pray into it. We can pray into it. And that's really important. There is, in every moment of our lives, a ridiculous amount of beauty and wonder to be seized. And we miss it because we're mad at how things are not. When we're in that scenario, again, we can get angry and make sure everyone in the vehicle with us is miserable. But it's not going to make that car go faster. It's not going to make that car get into the proper lane. Or we can pray, Lord, whoever that is, 
please strike them. No, I'm just kidding. I, I was, uh, <laughs> Lord, whoever that is, bless them, protect them. Lord, right now in this moment, what is the beauty you want me to see? And for me, a couple times, it's been who I'm with. Look, I'm, I go, my dad goes everywhere with me, yeah? And every once in a while, I just think, I'm 52, and I still have my pa. I get to go everywhere with him. When, we, when I get a hospital call, guys, at 2 in the morning, he's waiting. Let's go. He rides with me to the hospital. He sits in the truck and prays his rosary for whoever I'm praying for. And if I take too long, he moves from rosary to Sudoku. And I just feel like you should know that. Um, so please, if you get sick, be quick about it. huh? But all kidding aside, sometimes I've been impatient in the truck with dad. And it's like, I'm with my dad. The best human I know. And I'm complaining because I have to be in the truck longer. There is beauty to be found in every moment. And our impatience blinds us to it. And by praying into the impatience, we can grow. This, I think, is important for our work on ourselves, right? I need to be patient with me. I can't tell you how many people have emailed me or, or uh, saw me and brought it up, but that somehow when we went into quarantine, like pre-quarantine, never missed mass. Post-quarantine, miss mass a lot. And they're frustrated with themselves. I know what I need to do, Father. I need to get up on Sunday, cowboy up and go to Mass. And I just can't do it. What do I do? Well, yelling at yourself is not going to help. If every time you think of Mass you feel guilty, oh, you're not going to keep coming to Mass. What if you say, Lord, meet me here and help me move farther? That's patience with you. It's recognizing this is where I am. And if I could be different on my own, I would be. But I need to be patient. Say, Lord, meet me here. Love me here. Help me get to the next step. Pray into your impatience with yourself. This one's tough for me too. I assume it's tough for everyone. I wish I was better. I wish I was a better son. I wish I was a better priest. I wish all these things. I see the gap between the man I am and the man I can be. And that gap drives me nuts. I want to be a saint. And into that impatience with myself, I got to pray. Jesus, meet me here. Help me see the beauty of here. And I know you can get me to the next step. Pray into your impatience with yourself. Second, pray into our impatience with others. Uh, and again, I'm smiling. If it's you, I will be ridiculously patient. If it's a stranger, right? Pull the pin, throw that grenade. That's the easiest thing in the world to do, yeah? If I know you, if I love you, great, no problem. 
I'm often told, Father, you're very patient. I'm like, uh, it's because I love you. Sorry. Patience with strangers is one of those things I'm seeing more and more is essential. I have uh, family and friends in the service industry, and they're just getting torn to pieces by people. There's a, a coffee shop in town that sent me a Christmas card. I think I put kids through college there. I do. And when I thanked them, I, I don't mean that they said, you're so nice. You're patient. And I was so glad to hear that because it's hard. I feel the impatience. Come on. I got to go. I got to go. What does my impatience do? Oh, Lord Jesus, whatever's going on back there, bless them. Be with them. Heal them. Fix the machine. You know, whatever it might be, Lord. We can pray into our impatience with others, and we should. I don't know if you've caught the theme, but so far, the last two and now this homily, I get to this kind of what I think is a key point. We have to learn and to pray to act like we wish we felt. St. John Paul II said, if you want to be a saint, you have to act like you wish you felt. And I think that's really important. We can feel impatience all we want, but Jesus, help me to be patient, to be in this moment, not the one I wish was happening. And when we can apply that to others, I think we will find a lot more peace. Our feelings are not infallible. They're wild. They're unpredictable. And if we base our patience level on how we feel, we will be impatient always. We'll get worse, not better. And then impatience with our circumstances. And this is the one where I felt the greatest challenge. When we look at where we work, when we look at our church, well, for me, those are the same thing. Uh, we look at our church, we look at where we work, we look at our families, we look at our country, and we see the train wreck that are those things, and we know it could be better. Yeah? If everyone just played ball, it could go, it would go better. But be it the church or our families or government, whatever it might be, there's always those gaming the system. There's always those sowing chaos, sowing fear and anger. And what do we do with that as we wait for our church to be what we know it can be, for our families to be what we know they can be, for our country to be what we know it can be? Well, we pray into it, pray into the gap between the family we are and the family we wish we could, we, we know we can be, between the church we are and the church we know we can be. It's an amazing thing that we're being challenged to do this week, to really focus on the gift of patience, to inform our feelings of the truth. That I'm gonna pray into the gap, be it the gap in me, be it the gap in others, or the gap in my circumstances. And in the words of scripture, I love this. This is from St. Paul, quote, walk with all lowliness and meekness. Walk with patience. 
Forbear in love. Be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Now only Jesus can do that. And good news, he's kind of dying to. So we'll pray for him. To, we'll pray and ask Jesus to help us be patient. Not feel patient. We can't help that. But to be patient. With the gaps in us, the gaps in others, and the gaps in our circumstances. We're going to act like we wish we felt so that wherever we go, whatever we do, we are meeting people and circumstances where they are. And we are adapting ourselves to them instead of the situation or people to ourselves. Amen? Amen. Okay. Thank you, Lord.